0: Welcome to the GalaPod, with me, Gala Placidia. In this episode, I'm reading the first part of my fic, Exposure. If you're not here for drawing fanfic, you're in the wrong place. When I release the third and final part of this fic, there will also be a bonus episode where I interview a friend of mine who does sex work about the representation of sex workers in fanfiction. Uh, my friend is very clever and very insightful, and I think this bonus episode is really cool, so do listen to that when it comes out. Content warning. This story deals with themes of sex work and betrayal. I hope you enjoy Exposure. He was going to have to kiss Ginny soon. It had been four days. She always got upset when it ticked over to day five. She had, like, some kind of inbuilt timer about it. It was uncanny, actually. Harry idly ate a crisp. Seamus had bought a packet, ripped it open, and left it on the table so that everyone could have some. Harry admired Seamus for his casual little touches of generosity. Harry was generous when he thought about it, but so often he didn't think about it. Maybe it had only been three days. Didn't he kiss her before bed on Tuesday? Or was that Monday? It shouldn't be this hard, he told himself sternly. Just man up and put your mouth on her mouth. He winced at the table. All right, Harry? asked Ron. Ginny, Hermione, and Luna didn't come to the pub on Fridays. It was boys' night. Privately, Harry thought boys' night was a bit embarrassing, but Ron liked it, so whatever. Harry just went along to make his friends happy. That was generous, right? Yeah, said Harry, noticing that Ron was still looking at him with concern. I know it'll cheer you up, said Seamus, getting out his phone. They always went to muggle pubs so that Harry and Ron wouldn't be mobbed. What? asked Harry, trying to sound absolutely not filled with dread. Seamus had a tendency to wildly misunderstand Harry on purpose. Last time Harry had been a bit spacey. Last week. He was always spacey, maybe. Seamus had forced Harry to watch a nine-minute video of a naked woman farting into a cake. I saw it and thought of you, Seamus had said, which Harry found beyond mystifying. He had gone, apparently, from Chosen One, the boy who lived, to Cake Farts Guy? When had that happened? He's just fucking with you, Harry, said Ron, when Harry tried to subtly find out if there was a way he could give off a slightly less cake-farty vibe. Ignore him. Seamus looked more than usually pleased with himself now. "'Oh, boys,' he said. "'Oh, boys, have I got good news for Gryffindor House today? "'Yes, I have is the answer to that question. "'Oh, boys!' "'Stop being a prick,' said Ron, trying to grab Seamus's phone from him. "'Shh,' said Seamus. "'Quiet, listen and ye shall hear. "'I was on the internet last night having a nice gay wank.' "'Ron groaned. "'Harry stared intently at the crisps. He had come out as bi already, so people definitely weren't looking at him and wondering whether he went on the internet to have nice gay wanks, and whether the fact that kissing Ginny was starting to feel like snogging a relative meant that he shouldn't be with her anymore. Ginny was great, by the way. She was objectively hot. Harry knew that. People were always telling him. So it was not a big deal if Seamus had nice gay wanks from time to time, because that had nothing to do with Harry and his own sex life. Now, to spice things up a little bit, said Seamus, I decided to watch a little show, A Canvoy and I was scrolling through my favourite purveyor of sexy young men, when who should I come across but one Draco Malfoy? Fuck off, said Harry, before he could stop himself. Seamus grinned. You want proof? I've got it right here, baby. He held out his phone to Harry and Ron. On the screen, wearing a crisp, unbuttoned white shirt, and sucking provocatively on one finger, was most certainly Draco Malfoy. Holy shit, said Ron sounding as if Christmas, his birthday and his anniversary had all come at once. It's really him! It had been four years since Harry saw Malfoy. Time had been good to him. As Harry watched, Malfoy took his finger out of his mouth and began to talk, sexily pushing his hand through his hair. Turn it up, said Harry. But Ron didn't hear him, and Harry didn't ask again, in case someone was like, Hey, why are you so intent on hearing what Malfoy's saying on his sex website? We have to do something about this. ''Fred would have wanted me to do something about this,'' Ron was saying. ''Like what?'' asked Seamus. On the screen, Malfoy's eyes went blank as he read something on his computer. Then he laughed, said something with a smirk, and shrugged one shoulder out of his shirt. It was live. Malfoy's pale shoulder was poking out of his clothes right now. Harry's stomach lurched. ''I don't know,'' said Ron. ''Something, to embarrass him. Does he do private shows?'' ''I think so,'' said Seamus.' Ron's face lit up. We'll hire him to do a private show for us! Malfoy twisted his mouth into a playful sneer, bit his lip, and drew his shirt back onto his shoulder. He somehow managed to make this tiny movement look unspeakably dirty. Listen, I want to watch him take his clothes off as much as the next guy, said Seamus, but I don't really see how us paying him to do his job will constitute revenge. Dean Thomas killed himself a year after the war. Seamus never spoke about it. We'll make him do something really embarrassing, said Ron. Seems a bit cruel, said Harry. Oh, yeah, good point, said Ron. I wouldn't want to be cruel to the fucker who tried to poison me and whose dad nearly got my sister and your girlfriend killed and who let a fucking rabid werewolf into the school to maul my brother's face. Okay, okay, said Harry. Embarrassing like what, asked Seamus. I don't know. Schoolgirl outfit and a red dildo, said Ron. Seamus cackled. You're a genius, he said. On the screen, Malfoy looked suddenly delighted and started chattering away. "'Hermione wouldn't like it,' said Harry. "'What Hermione doesn't know won't hurt her,' said Seamus. Ron looked a bit uncomfortable. "'She punched him in the face,' he said. "'She doesn't like him any more than we do. "'She's never going to be into shaming people for their sexuality, though,' said Harry. "'Jesus, Harry, what are you in love with him?' asked Seamus. Harry felt all the blood in his entire body rush to his face. "'What?' he spluttered. "'No!' Look, we're not going to send the video to the fucking prophet, said Ron. I just want to know that the next time I see that stupid git in person, I'll have something really nasty to hit him with. Harry was still trying to make his face look like that of a guy who was in love with Ginny Weasley. No, obviously we're not going to share it, said Seamus. That'd be fucked up. Imagine him in a Gryffindor tie, said Ron dreamily. He would die. Imagine what his father would say. Do you think he knows? We could tell him, said Seamus. Ron dropped his eyes. His ears went pink. Ah, yeah, maybe, he said. Hermione wouldn't like it, said Harry. Ron cast him a grateful look. Yeah, Hermione wouldn't like it, he said. Seamus rolled his eyes. Fine, since you're both whipped. Just the private show. Who will do it with him? Me, said Harry's mouth, without Harry's consent. Brilliant, said Seamus, taking the phone back from Harry. He made Harry an account on the website. What'll your name be? Uh, James?' said Harry. Seamus tapped away on his phone. "'Cool. "'Just sending him a message with some money for him to buy the schoolgirl outfit. "'Mate, Dean would have loved this.' "'Did Dean fancy Malfoy, then?' asked Harry, "'even though he knew that was a dick thing to ask. "'Seamus looked at him coldly. "'No,' he said. "'He didn't.' "'Harry looked down at his pint. "'Sorry,' he said. "'It was just a joke.' "'Funny.' said Seamus, not smiling. A week later, they met at Harry's flat instead of the pub. Harry was numbly amazed that this was really happening. Beer? he offered Seamus and Ron. Seamus didn't seem to hear. He was too busy setting up Harry's new magic-compliant laptop in front of a neutral background. Yeah, thanks, Harry, said Ron, although he clearly didn't want a beer so much as he wanted to make Harry feel like less of a knob. Harry went to his horrible kitchen and opened his fridge, It was empty, except for some beer and a hunk of old cheese. Ginny's right, he thought. I am Bridget Jones. He took out three bottles and reminded himself that he had killed Voldemort when he was seventeen. Most people hadn't done anything like that. So what if he could never figure out what groceries to buy or how to make Ginny happy in bed? So what if he definitely only had his high-paying ministry job as a reward for stuff he'd done as a teenager? So what? Let me glamour you. "'said Seamus, instead of thank you, when Harry gave him his beer. "'Do I have to be on camera? "'Couldn't I just, like, type to him or something?' "'Not for the private shows,' said Seamus. "'Come here, I'll fix you up.' "'No, uh, that's okay,' said Harry. "'He had a good idea of how Seamus would glamour him. "'It would probably involve eyebrow piercings. "'I'll do it.' "'He went into his bathroom and looked at himself in the mirror. "'Neville had given him a plant three months ago, "'and it was very much dead, but throwing it away felt like giving up.' Harry held out hope that one day he would water it, and the plant would get a lustrous second wind. He made his nose shorter and his jaw rounder, and he browned his eyes. He gave himself long hair, because he'd actually always sort of wanted long hair, like Sirius's had been when he was young. He glamoured his voice as well. The overall effect was good, he thought. He wasn't in a different attractiveness bracket. He just looked not like Harry Potter. I like the hair, said Seamus. Harry smiled tightly. He was nervous. So he definitely bought the schoolgirl outfit, Ron asked Seamus. Yeah, said Seamus. What did he say when you asked him to buy it, asked Harry. He was like, can't wait, winky face. It was fucking embarrassing, said Seamus. Remember how snooty he used to be, and now he can't wait to buy sex accessories for strangers on the internet. Harry shifted uncomfortably on his seat. Yeah, though, you know, he said, Hermione would probably tell us there's nothing, like, inherently degrading about sex work. This, he thought, was a clever workaround. Harry often used Hermione to voice his own opinions. It was easier, because then he could back out quickly if an argument started. I used to like arguing, he thought. It wasn't even that he disliked conflict. He could handle that. It was that he checked out of conversations quickly. Arguments were too much of a commitment. There's nothing you can say to convince me that Draco Malfoy trying to get muggles off on the internet isn't hilarious, said Ron. I'm sorry, it's probably empowering or whatever when other people do it, but when he does, it is objectively funny. Seamus laughed, and Harry sort of smiled. You ready, Harry? asked Seamus. It occurred to Harry that he definitely, definitely wasn't ready, not even a little bit. He had last seen Malfoy at his trial. Malfoy had sat, silent, red-eyed, chained to a chair, not looking at anyone. He had been condemned to six months in Azkaban, and that was the last anyone had heard of him. Lucius was still in Azkaban, and Harry had no idea what had happened to Narcissa. Ron and Seamus put on the invisibility cloak and sat on the bed behind Harry. Harry took a deep breath and clicked on the link. There was a glitch. The page buffered. And then Draco Malfoy was on the screen, lounging in a desk chair, wearing a white shirt and a red tie. Harry couldn't see any more than that. "'Hey,' said Malfoy. "'Uh, hey,' said Harry.' "'Malfoy tilted his head and bit his lip. "'You're better looking than I thought you'd be,' he said. "'Oh, uh, you too,' said Harry, "'because that seemed polite.' "'Malfoy laughed. "'Thank you,' he said. "'Then he leant forward slightly and licked his lips. "'So, James, this is your show. "'From your message I gathered you're a man who knows what he wants. "'What do you want?' "'Harry froze. "'For one thing.' There was nothing further from the truth than what Malfoy had just said. Harry barely knew what he wanted for dinner, let alone what he wanted Malfoy to do sexually. Out of sight of the camera, Seamus reached out and poked him in the leg. Harry yelped. "'All right there, James?' asked Malfoy, sounding amused. "'Yeah, yeah, um, are you wearing—' Malfoy looked at him for a moment with a totally unreadable expression, then pushed back his chair so that more of his body was visible. He was wearing a tiny pleated skirt. Ron and Seamus tried to muffle their laughter, but Harry didn't feel like laughing. It wasn't exactly that he was turned on by the sight of a guy in a skirt. Or was it? It was more that it so obviously signalled that Malfoy would do whatever Harry told him to do. Did I buy the right things? asked Malfoy. Uh, yeah, said Harry. What shall I do next? Um, so eloquent, said Malfoy. "'sounding dizzyingly like himself. "'Fuck off,' said Harry. "'Malfoy laughed. "'Sorry,' he said, still smiling. "'I'm sort of a brat. "'I assume that's what you were looking for. "'It's in my bio. "'Why would I want a brat?' asked Harry. "'Malfoy's smile became rather stilted. "'Why does anyone want anything?' "'He looked away, then nodded slightly to himself. "'When he looked back, he wore an expression "'Harry had never seen on him before. "'It made Harry uncomfortable because it was so fake, "'so out of place.' But since you're cute, Malfoy said, I'll be obedient for you. Obedient, said Harry, one thousand percent in over his head. Yes, said Malfoy, with his awful new face. I'll be good. Tell me what to do and I'll be so good. The rest of the half hour passed like a nightmare. Malfoy was as good as his word. He didn't make snarky remarks. He didn't smirk. He didn't roll his eyes. He was saccharine and obedient He promptly followed all of Harry's instructions, and came ostentatiously whilst fucking himself with a red dildo. It was exceedingly hot, but also disturbing because it felt like Malfoy's body had been hijacked by this pliant interloper. Did you come? Malfoy asked, sitting up on his bed. Uh, yeah, lied Harry. He would have, if Ron and Seamus hadn't been there. Ron and Seamus, incidentally, had fallen awfully quiet since Malfoy got properly to work. Thanks. Malfoy looked slightly puzzled. But he smiled. I hope I can help you out again, he said, politely. Uh, yeah, said Harry. Good idea. Well, um, goodbye then. Thank you for the, um. So, yeah, uh, good night. Malfoy waved at him, then ended the session. That was less funny than I thought it would be, said Seamus, emerging from the cloak. Yeah, said Ron, who looked very pale and unhappy. That was fucking awful. Yeah, said Harry although he was pretty sure he had found it awful for different reasons. He had the strangest feeling that he had hurt Malfoy's feelings. Also, he really wanted a nice gay wank now, and that definitely wasn't an option, because he was in love with Ginny, and also because Ron and Seamus were there, looking as if they'd just found shelter from a small-scale natural disaster. I mean, I I thought it would be funny to see him do that, but, Ron was saying, it would have been if he had been embarrassed, said Seamus, but he fucking wasn't. Maybe we should do it again, see if it's funnier the next time, said Harry, with his mouth but not his brain. Ron shook his head and shuddered. Never again, he said. Yeah, said Seamus, once was enough. You got any more beers, Harry? Only I want to drink myself onto another plane of existence. But Harry kept thinking about Malfoy. He thought about him as he and Ginny got into a huge fight. If you want to be a Quidditch player, then just be a Quidditch player. Stop presenting me for doing a job you could easily do yourself, she shouted. You're making a big deal out of nothing, said Harry, wondering how many hours Malfoy worked, whether he enjoyed it. I don't want to be a Quidditch player. I just can't be bothered to go to every single one of your matches. <laughs> when was the last time you came to one of my matches? asked Ginny. I don't know, like a month ago, said Harry. February, Harry, of last year. Harry ran his hand through his hair. That was pretty bad, in fairness. Been busy with work, he said, although he hadn't been. Harry's work consisted of him showing up every day at his large, glamorous office and staring into thin air. Occasionally, his secretary would ask him to sign something, and he'd call in Hermione to check that he wasn't condoning some ministry bullshit, and sign it if she said it was okay. It was a stupid, useless job, but there wasn't much else he was up to, so... No, you haven't, said Ginny, and you haven't kissed me in three days. This was an alarming development. He thought he had four days before she noticed. "'Come here, then,' he said. "'I don't want you to kiss me because I've asked you to. "'I want you to kiss me because you want to,' said Ginny. "'I do want to,' said Harry, helplessly, "'because he did. "'He really wanted to want to kiss her.'" They made up. They always did. They loved each other and respected each other and fought with kindness. But he knew she was still sad and she knew he was still somewhere else in his head. He lay awake and thought about Malfoy, who seemed so incredibly comfortable with sex and with his body and were talking to strangers. Even though he had clearly been acting all the way through, with his sickly sweet expressions and extravagantly loud orgasm, he had been comfortable acting. And Harry did feel bad about making him go all sweet like that. Maybe it would have been funny if Malfoy had been more himself. Maybe it would be funnier the second time. Maybe if Harry had another session with him, and figured out how it could be funny, he could then tell Seamus and Ron, and then they could book a third session with Malfoy, and laugh at him properly. That was mad, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely mad. Still, the next day, he found himself messaging Malfoy to arrange for another session. Malfoy didn't go by his real name online. He went, rather improbably, by the name Malcolm. He was effusive in his replies to Harry, and said he couldn't wait to meet again. He used emojis. When had Malfoy learned to use emojis? The page buffered, and then Malfoy was there. He looked tanned and handsome in a pale blue shirt. Hi, James, he said. I'm sorry, said Harry. Malfoy looked taken aback. Why? For last time, said Harry. Telling you not to be a brat. Malfoy smiled, the same horribly vacant smile. I enjoyed it, he said. Mal, come, (laughs) don't, just don't pretend like last time. Malfoy flushed suddenly red. I wasn't pretending. No, I don't mean about the sex. I mean, like... If you're a dick, be a dick, said Harry. Malfoy smiled. His real smile this time. Harry felt something in his chest loosen. You've really got my number, said Malfoy. He bit his lip. Okay, so I can be a dick to you, and you won't mind. You might even like it? Do you always do sex stuff on private shows? Asked Harry. Sex stuff? What are we, twelve? Harry knew he should go. He had assuaged his guilt. There wasn't any other reason to stay. There wasn't. Instead of ending the session, however, he said, Do you ever just talk to people? Are you a journalist writing a think-piece about camboys? Because you guys are never as subtle as you think you are, said Malfoy. What? No. Oh, said Malfoy, and laughed. He laughed a lot. He seemed happy. Not an aspiring screenwriter doing research into sex work. No, said Harry. Straight boy who had a confusing wet dream? That's closer, said Harry. I have a girlfriend. Ah, said Malfoy. Now we have it. Well, James, first off, let me say that she's a very lucky girl because you're sexy as hell. Secondly, he trailed off. Secondly, prompted Harry. Torn between giving you good advice or giving you the advice that best serves me, said Malfoy. Harry laughed. (laughs) That must be hard for you, he said. Malfoy's eyes glinted. It is, he said. See... "'I'm a very selfish person.' After he had glinted like that, there wasn't really anything Harry could do. Malfoy slowly, slowly, slowly undressed and described all the unspeakably filthy things he wanted to do to Harry. And Harry came in an embarrassingly short time. "'Cheap date,' said Malfoy. "'Sorry,' said Harry. "'I know I booked you for an hour.' "'That was ambitious of you,' said Malfoy. "'Or maybe you underestimated my charms. "'I'm offended, really.' "'Well, I've still paid for an hour,' said Harry. "'You have,' said Malfoy. "'Here are your options. "'We can talk dirty for the next forty-five minutes. "'I have a boundless imagination. "'You'd be surprised. "'We can play online geography quizzes. "'I could touch myself where you—' "'Hang on,' said Harry. "'Online geography quizzes.' Malfoy brightened. "'They're great. "'You'll learn all the countries.' "'He sobered. "'It's just an option. "'Will you recover? "'Before we go again?' "'Yeah, no, okay,' said Harry. "'Brilliant,' said Malfoy. "'leaning into his computer and sending Harry a link. "'We'll start with Europe. I'm going to fuck you up.' "'And, in a truly bizarre twist, he absolutely did. "'North Macedonia!' cried Harry. Independence since 1991, so suck on that, motherfucker!' said Malfoy, "'who had apparently discovered muggle swear words along with emojis and sex work. "'You're really good at this,' said Harry. "'You've no idea. I know all the capitals, too.' "'You have too much time on your hands,' said Harry.' Malfoy laughed, and if Harry hadn't spent six years watching him, he wouldn't have noticed that there was anything off about it. "'You ready to go again?' asked Malfoy. "'Uh,' said Harry. "'Your hesitation is suspect,' said Malfoy. "'I think you're ready.' And, of course, he was right. That night, Harry realised that it was probably cheating on Ginny. Almost certainly, in fact, because he hadn't had sex with her in almost a year, yet he had just got off twice with Draco Malfoy online. Malfoy would know if it was cheating. That was the solution. He'd ask Malfoy. "'Back so soon?' asked Malfoy that evening, in their next session. "'I must have impressed you with my geography knowledge.' "'Is this cheating?' asked Harry. Malfoy laughed. "'I can't answer that for you,' he said. Harry put his head in his hands. When he and Ginny first started dating, she had said, "'You don't mind if I watch porn, do you?' and he had said, "'No, that was fine.' and there had been a sort of understanding that they loved and trusted each other enough to be playful with their sexuality. But nowadays, he knew that Ginny no longer fully trusted him, no longer felt sure he loved her. Once, he might have told her, Weirdly, I seem to want to get off with Malfoy on the internet, and she would have found it funny, and maybe even a bit hot. Now, he was keeping it from her, because he knew how deeply it would wound her. Fuck, said Harry. Having some realisations, are we? asked Malfoy. I don't think it's cheating if we just talk, said Harry. Malfoy leant back in his chair. Talk? Is that weird? Asked Harry. Although it definitely was, and Harry knew that. He wasn't even sure why he was asking. Why he wasn't just logging off. Except, Malfoy was, as always, fascinating, and Harry hated that he didn't know anything about his life. He didn't tell himself that this was for Ron and Seamus's embarrassed Malfoy plan. It was so clearly nothing to do with that. Even Harry couldn't delude himself to that extent. "'Lots of people just want to talk,' said Malfoy. "'I'm cheaper than therapy, and much more attractive.' "'Right, yeah, I can see that.' "'So, James, talk to me,' said Malfoy, with a flirtatious smile. "'What makes you tick?' "'What's the capital of Chad?' asked Harry. "'Njamina,' answered Malfoy, automatically. "'Cool,' said Harry. "'I thought you were lying about the capitals.' "'I never lie about geography,' said Malfoy.' "'But is this your plan, a chaste, hour-long Capitals quiz?' Harry put his head into his hands. "'I don't know what I'm doing,' he said, and the words tasted fresh on his tongue. Malfoy was silent for a long while, and when he spoke, it was softly. "'Somehow I don't think you mean just right now,' he said. Harry shook his head. "'What's going on?' asked Malfoy. "'I thought you said you were a dick,' said Harry. "'I am,' said Malfoy. "'I'm awful.' This is entirely self-serving. I'm curious about you. I hate my life, said Harry, realising it was true only as he said it. Malfoy was silent, but when Harry glanced up at him, he looked pensive. He was waiting for Harry to go on. I don't know how to fix it, said Harry. Talk to me, said Malfoy, with a laugh. I'll fix it. Harry laughed too. Yeah? How? Hmm, said Malfoy. "'I'll take off that horrible shirt you've inflicted on yourself "'and draw you a bath and give you a lovely massage. "'No, I'm serious,' said Harry. "'How do you change your life? "'How do you become happy?' "'Malfoy stretched, his lithe body becoming long and lovely, "'and he knew how it looked. "'Harry could tell Malfoy knew what that stretch would do to him. "'Sex makes me happy,' said Malfoy. "'You seem happy,' said Harry, insistently. "'Genuinely. "'And I know you weren't always.' "'Malfoy raised one eyebrow. "'You've got me all figured out, have you?' "'I just want to know how you did it,' said Harry. "'I want to know how you've become all... confident, and... I just...' "'Malfoy appeared to take pity on him. "'Oh, James, very well. "'As King and Emperor of Happiness, I'll give you the highly coveted secret.' "'His face became rather sombre. "'You have to find something you're good at, and make people happy with it.' "'Harry stared at him. "'I'm not good at anything,' he said. Well, you're clearly bad at pep talks, yeah, said Malfoy. No, I I mean, I used to be good for a lot of things. That was a sneaky little preposition, interrupted Malfoy. Sorry? For. You used to be good for things. Implies a lack of agency. Maybe you should do the therapy thing, said Harry, after a moment of stunned silence. Malfoy shrugged. No, I'm serious, said Harry. I like my job, said Malfoy. ''Right,'' said Harry. ''Sorry. Not trying to imply... sorry.'' Malfoy laughed. (laughs) ''You're adorable. Okay, mind if I take off my shirt?'' ''Uh, it's hot in my bedroom,'' said Malfoy. He unbuttoned his shirt with quick, nimble fingers and shrugged it off. ''You're really buff,'' Harry could not help saying. ''I like working out,'' said Malfoy. He gave a sly smile. ''You can watch me do it on Mondays and Wednesdays.'' ''Your job is weird,'' said Harry. "'Malfoy smiled. "'Yeah,' he said. "'All jobs are, though. "'You're selling your life. "'At least in mine I'm doing things I like doing anyway.' "'How many hours do you work a week?' asked Harry. "'You are writing a think-piece. "'Camboy's the hidden story. "'I am not, I swear,' said Harry. "'About twenty hours a week,' said Malfoy. "'I'm at uni, so I don't have time to do more.' Harry sat up. "'You're at uni?' Malfoy frowned. "'No need to sound so shocked. "'I was quite a good student at school.' "'No, I I know,' said Harry.' What are you studying? What uni? Malfoy stood so that the camera could only see him from the waist down. He unbuckled his belt and slowly took off his trousers and boxes at the same time. It was a lot. Uh, said Harry. Sorry, said Malfoy. It's just hot in my bedroom. Mind if I move over to the bed? Is this because I asked you where you go to uni? Because I didn't mean to make you uncomfortable, said Harry. You didn't, said Malfoy, although Harry didn't believe him. Malfoy moved over to his bed and lay among the pillows, looking horribly debauched. I meant it, about talking, said Harry. We're talking, said Malfoy. Only talking. You're so tightly wound, said Malfoy. Relax, just watch me. And Harry did. He booked the next session, in order to tell Malfoy that he wouldn't be booking any more sessions. You're breaking up with me! Asked Malfoy, holding his hand to his heart, looking aghast. No, I... Fuck, said Harry. James, chill out. I was joking. I really think you're overthinking this anyway. So what if you get off on the internet from time to time? Why can't you let yourself enjoy anything? Because I never want to get off with her, said Harry. Oh, said Malfoy. He looked off into the distance. Unrelated, but I still have that schoolgirl outfit, if you want me to put it on. Um, no, said Harry. That was... I sort of just wanted to see it once and... Got it, said Malfoy. Mind if I take off my clothes? It's hot, is it actually? Or do you just say that? Malfoy grinned. That'd be telling. Jill, my girlfriend, uh, Jill, said Harry, hastily inventing a new name for her. She's really great. Yeah, maybe you should get her to join us sometime. No, I mean, I don't deserve her. So... I can't break up with her, he didn't say. James, darling, I'm very happy to talk about your self-esteem issues, because they seem wild. You're hot, you're sweet. What's the problem? I'm not... Stop flattering me, said Harry. Malfoy rolled his eyes and started touching himself. I love her, said Harry. Of course you do, said Malfoy. No one thinks you don't. Fuck, you're so hot, said Harry. Malfoy smiled, showing all his white teeth. Thank you, he said. I don't want... said Harry, then stopped unsure how to go on. Malfoy moaned, then spoiled the effect by opening one eye to see if Harry was watching him. "'What do you want?' asked Malfoy. "'I don't know.' "'How do you know?' "'Work back from what you need,' said Malfoy, as if it was the easiest thing in the world. "'Food, shelter, safety. "'Do you have all those things?' asked Harry. "'Oh, God!' moaned Malfoy, redoubling his efforts. Mm, "'You're so sexy, James.' He managed not to look at Malfoy for a whole week, But his world felt colourless and limp, and Malfoy had made it bright. It had always been like this. Or at least, it had been like this since the war. But he didn't used to notice it so much. Malfoy seemed to throw it into sharp relief. Finally, he decided to watch Malfoy's public cam show. Malfoy was on his bed, wearing nothing but boxers and a pair of gold-rimmed glasses. He was reading the Communist Manifesto, but he kept getting interrupted by a ringing sound his computer made when someone bought a token which appeared to be connected to a device he had inside him that vibrated when people gave him money. The means of production and of exchange, on whose foundation the bourgeoisie built itself up, were generated in feudal society- Oh, you fucker, kick-ass boy, 1978. I'm trying to educate myself. Fuck, that felt amazing. Okay, where were we? Feudal society. At a certain stage in the development of these means of production and of exchange, the conditions under which feudal society produced and exchanged- Oh, motherfucker, I'm going to come! Don't you dare give me any more tokens, you psychopaths! Another time- Harry checked in, and Malfoy was naked on the floor of his room doing one-armed push-ups. His muscles were... nice. Sometimes Malfoy just wanked on camera. Other times he ranted about books, getting more and more pissed off the more people bought tokens and made the thing inside him vibrate. No matter what, he was cheerful and bright and having a good time. It drove Harry mad. I thought we'd broken up, said Malfoy when Harry finally cracked and booked another private session. "'What's the capital of Moldova?' asked Harry. "'Kisinov,' said Malfoy. "'You're a freak,' said Harry. "'It's in Europe,' said Malfoy. "'Of course I know all the capitals of Europe.' "'I watch your public shows,' said Harry. "'Yeah?' "'Yeah. You're very good at this.' "'Thank you,' said Malfoy, looking smug in exactly the same way he used to when Snape praised his potions after having criticised Harry's. "'Do you have a lot of private clients?' asked Harry. "'You want to talk about my other clients?' asked Malfoy. "'I'm just curious,' said Harry. Malfoy stroked his lips with his finger, licking delicately at the tip. "'Do you like thinking of me with other people?' he asked. "'Christ, forget I asked,' said Harry. Malfoy laughed. "'I missed you,' he said. And God he was good at this, because it made Harry feel great to be told that, even though he knew Malfoy probably said it to everyone.' "'How long have you been doing this?' asked Harry. Malfoy cocked his head. "'Little under two years,' he said. "'What did you do before then?' Malfoy stretched and pulled off his T-shirt. "'I shouldn't drink red wine. It makes me so slutty,' he said. "'That night, after he had watched Malfoy come, and then come himself in the shower, Harry went over to Ginny's flat and tried to have sex with her. "'It was awful.' "'I'm sorry,' said Harry, sitting on the bed, his head in his hands." Harry, this isn't working, he said. It was a horrible breakup. He had always known it would be. Ginny cried. Harry cried. Harry begged Ginny to promise to stay his friend. Ginny said she needed space. Ginny implied that Harry had been leading her on. Harry tried to explain that, if anything, he had been leading himself on. Ginny got angry. Harry cried. Ginny cried. They cuddled, had the nicest sex they'd had since fucking sixth year, and promised to love each other as friends forever. I'm sorry, Harry told Ron when he went over to his and Hermione's house afterwards to tell them what had happened. Mate, no, don't be, said Ron. I've known for ages that it wasn't. I just thought, said Harry, if we stuck it out. 23 is too young to be settling, said Hermione. But Harry felt as if his life was emptier than ever. With Ginny as his girlfriend, he was at least theoretically not a loner. Now he was adrift. How the hell was he even supposed to date? He hadn't been single since he was 18. Everyone in the wizarding world knew his name and had his fucking chocolate frog card. After he had drunk about a gallon of tea with Ron and Hermione, he went back to his shitty flat and opened his laptop. ''Kind of an emergency,'' he messaged Malfoy. ''You around?'' Ten minutes later, he was glamoured up, and Malfoy was on screen. ''An emergency,'' said Malfoy. ''I broke up with my girlfriend,'' said Harry. Malfoy looked astonished. ''You're joking,'' he said. ''No. Last night. Sort of all night.'' Then I went to some friends to talk it out and I just got home and my flat is fucking miserable and I've been with her since I was 18, before, really, and I just don't know what to do. You, James, that's amazing, that's great, I'm, I'm really happy for you, said Malfoy. No, it's not. It's shit. Everything is so shit, said Harry. Malfoy took a moment to reply. What do you want from me right now? I don't know, said Harry, desperately. I don't know why I keep talking to you. I do, said Malfoy, his tone reassuring. You just wanted to be simple, Harry hesitated. I... maybe... I don't think so, he said, because nothing about Malfoy was simple, and yet Harry wanted him more than anything. You haven't got off with me without feeling guilty that you couldn't get it up with your girlfriend. Am I right? Harry nodded. Malfoy tipped his head and smiled. Of course I'm right, he said. I'm always right. So... Now you can finally relax. Let me show you a good time, yeah? Harry wished Malfoy would talk to him properly, and he didn't even know where that wish had come from. Yeah, all right, he said. And Malfoy was right. It was a hundred times better now that he wasn't thinking about how little he wanted Ginny, and what a betrayal it was to have promised her forever when he could barely give her five years. Malfoy was unbelievably hot, and Harry came incredibly hard. Better? "'asked Malfoy, softly, when Harry lifted his head. "'I don't know,' said Harry. "'You should get some sleep,' said Malfoy. "'Have you eaten?' "'No,' said Harry. "'All right. "'Right now. "'You're going to order in some food,' said Malfoy. "'He was looking at Harry so earnestly, "'as if all he wanted was to make sure Harry was all right. "'Yeah, I will,' said Harry, vaguely. "'No, I mean it. "'Now!' "'Malfoy stayed on the screen as Harry ordered in a curry.' We've got a few minutes left, he said, when Harry put down the phone. You want to go again? No, said Harry. Thanks. That was brilliant, by the way. (laughs) Thank you, said Malfoy. Mal- Harry caught himself. Come, Malcolm, you're an English student, aren't you? Malfoy's face went completely blank for a moment. Then he smiled with half his mouth. You remind me of someone I used to know, he said. Really? Who? asked Harry, his heart hammering. Malfoy wrapped his arms around himself as if he were cold. No one. Never mind. You're just kind of an amateur detective, aren't you? Sorry, said Harry. I'm not trying to... I just figured, because you talk about books so much. No, it's fine. It's not a secret. I don't want people to know what uni I'm at, for obvious reasons, but yeah, I'm an English student. Harry wanted to ask him how that had happened. How he had gone from being a blood supremacist to someone who wrote literary criticism on muggle novels. Did you always want to study English? he asked. Malfoy laughed for a long time. (laughs) No, he said, finally. No, I wanted to be rich and universally adored. Harry didn't know what to say. What would someone who had no idea about Malfoy say? Not too late, he tried. Even though it was, of course. And he knew right away that he had said the wrong thing. Malfoy laughed again, bitterly this time, and said, Yeah, just waiting for my ship to come in. He frowned, then straightened up. Listen, time's up. Seriously, you did the right thing, breaking up with Jill. I can't tell you how many of my clients are in relationships that make them unhappy. It's really great to see someone actually act on it. You should be proud of yourself. Thanks, said Harry, weakly. And for making me get food. Malfoy had an expression Harry had never seen on his face before. He looked... Fond. Take a nap afterwards. Promise me, he said. I promise, said Harry. Now there was no reason not to spend time with Malfoy, Harry found himself doing it more and more. Malfoy was somehow always available for private shows when Harry wanted them. Harry spoke to him three times a week, and watched Malfoy's public shows too. He grew more and more familiar with Malfoy's bright, shiny, camboy persona. Malfoy never spoke about the past. He never made a session with Harry without making it sexual, even if Harry tried to guide them into more neutral territory. In fairness, Harry could never try that hard because Malfoy was sex on legs. He got excited about geography and literature. The best way to get him to talk was to ask him what he was reading. He was inexorably cheerful, but sometimes Harry would say something that made him become abruptly guarded and distant. For instance, when Harry asked him about the dark mark. "'Your tattoo,' Harry said. Malfoy smiled brightly, slightly too brightly. "'Ah, yes, the shipwreck of my ill-adventured youth,' said Malfoy. "'The what?' Samuel Daniel. Elizabethan poet. Understudied, in my opinion. Right, but the tattoo. What is it? Harry wanted to know what Malfoy told people. What he told muggles. A teenage mistake, said Malfoy. It's hideous, isn't it? He held up his arm to the screen. Harry shuddered. Yeah, he said. Malfoy jerked his arm back and twisted it so that the forearm was no longer visible. He looked down for several long seconds, his face serious, and then seemed to collect himself. When he looked up, he was perfectly light and mischievous. I got drunk and ordered a bunch of sex toys online, want to see? After that, Malfoy took to wrapping up his arm with a tie before his private sessions with Harry. You don't have to hide your arm, said Harry, the second time it happened. Malfoy shrugged, changed the subject, and continued to wear the tie on his left forearm. It was weird, because he sort of started telling Malfoy things he hadn't told anyone else. "'Do you think I should do cam work?' he asked Malfoy. "'Satome in principe,' said Malfoy, "'and Harry obediently typed it out into the online quiz. "'Cam work? You?' "'Yeah,' said Harry. "'I don't know,' said Malfoy, looking confused. "'Don't you have a lot of money?' "'Well,' said Harry, "'because frankly, James, if you haven't got a lot of money, "'you're spending it rather recklessly on me. "'Not that I'm complaining. "'Oh, we've forgotten Somalia. "'We never forget Somalia.' Harry typed in Somalia. "'It's no fun doing this with you, because you know them all,' he said. "'I'll give you a clue for that big one on the West Coast,' said Malfoy. "'It's where Queen Zinga was from.' "'You always give that clue,' said Harry, "'and it never helps.' "'I can't be held responsible for your ignorance. "'Why are you thinking of doing cam work, anyway, if you're loaded?' "'I'm not, really,' said Harry. "'I just really hate my job. "'And you seem to love your job.' There was a long pause in which Malfoy chewed on the inside of his cheek. He looked as if he were deciding whether to say something. Harry could tell the moment Malfoy decided against it, because he put away his thoughtful look and pulled a smile on his face and said, Of course, I'm very lucky. You do enjoy it, don't you? asked Harry uncertainly. Of course I do, said Malfoy. Then he looked at Harry, and his voice dropped. Not all my clients are as good at geography as you are, James. Anyway, it's been fifteen minutes, I better could get you to come again. Harry laughed. Not until I get that Queen Zinga one on the West Coast. It's Angola. Take off your shirt, said Malfoy, because he was a cheat, just as he'd always been. It wasn't like a relationship, because they never talked about anything properly. They just chatted shit and played online quizzes and wanked. It was very fun. So fun, in fact, that Harry accidentally mentioned Malfoy at pub night one week. Where is Luna now, anyway? Seamus had asked. Iceland? Greenland? Some freezing north country, said Ron. Malfoy's always banging on about how Greenland's a territory, not a country. "'Belongs to Denmark,' said Harry. It took him several long seconds to realise that the looks of horrified shock on Ron and Seamus's faces were not because of Denmark's lingering imperialism, but because Harry had casually name-dropped Malfoy. "'Malfoy?' said Seamus. "'Oh, uh,' said Harry, "'I've been continuing our project.' Ron frowned and took a long drink of his beer. "'Good on you, mate,' said Seamus. "'You're making him do embarrassing stuff.' Oh, said Harry, wondering how he had made the life decisions that led to this conversation. Yeah, tons. You're recording it, right? said Seamus. Harry nodded, although he wasn't. What would happen, he wondered, if he said, Actually, he's all I think about when I wank. Or, more accurately, if Harry were to tell them that he and Malfoy talked three times a week, and he'd been really helpful about Ginny, and it kind of felt like they were mates, even though Harry paid Malfoy to spend time with him. But he knew what would happen. There would be questions, limitless questions, and arguments he wouldn't be able to get out of, and Ron would be furious, and Seamus would smile coldly and not mention Dean Thomas, and then it would spread among their friend group, fuck, Ginny might hear about it, and it would kill her. So he just nodded, and they moved on to other, less fraught subjects, and Harry resolved never to mention Malfoy again. The closer he felt to Draco, the more he wondered whether Draco felt the same, or whether Harry was just another client. They seemed to get on so well. Draco laughed a lot when they spoke, and it seemed genuine, but maybe he laughed like that with everyone. Draco often came in their private sessions, but then, who knew if he was using some kind of spell for that? One day, after about two months of their regular meetings, Draco seemed slightly... off. It wasn't the first time Draco had been like this, Harry realised. It had happened a few times when they first started their private sessions, and with some frequency in Draco's public ones... Harry just hadn't known him well enough then to realise that something was wrong. Draco came on screen at their appointed time, and launched straight into sex. Harry came quickly, but instead of making some snarky remark, Draco just pushed his hair out of his eyes, smiled a tight smile, and said, "'Lovely, what shall we do next?' It was completely joyless. "'Are you okay?' asked Harry. Draco started. "'What? Yes, of course. they have a bit of a headache, that's all, but in a sexy way.' You seem down, said Harry. Draco's smile became horribly false. I'm fine. I'm talking to you, so I'm great. Listen, I got some handcuffs. Want to tell me what to do with them? I'll still find you hot if you're unhappy, said Harry. I'm not, like, going to stop booking sessions with you because you're not perfectly cheery 100% of the time. Draco looked slightly panicked. Did you not enjoy it, just now? What's making you think something's wrong? You just look like you need a hug or something, said Harry. Draco's eyes widened, and then a second later, so did his smile. He looked slightly deranged. Oh, I'd love a cuddle, he said, clearly trying to make his voice sultry. Although I hope that's code for something more exciting. Draco, come on, said Harry. Draco went so still that Harry thought the screen had frozen. He didn't even blink. Draco? said Harry again, before realising what he had done. Oh, shit. You know who I am, said Draco. "'Uh,' said Harry. "'Yeah. "'How?' said Draco, tonelessly. Harry decided there wasn't anything for it but to lay some of his cards on the table. "'I'm a wizard,' he said. He wasn't sure what he had expected, but it certainly wasn't for Draco to curl up in a small ball on his bed. "'Uh, Draco? Are you all right?' Draco didn't answer for a few seconds, and when he did, he was crying. "'Which side were you for?' he gasped. "'In the wall.' Ah, said Harry, the opposite from you. Oh, thank God, said Draco, which was confusing. And then Draco unfurled his body and wiped at his cheeks. He tried to say something, but clearly couldn't think how to express himself. I don't understand, he said, eventually. Why well, didn't say anything? asked Harry. I Draco's shoulders slumped. I was under the impression don't he closed his mouth, covered his eyes with his hands and went on. "'I was under the impression that you didn't hate me.' "'I don't hate you,' said Harry, frowning. "'But you're... you're a wizard, and you... and you know who I am, so I... I just don't understand.' "'I don't hate you,' said Harry again, more firmly. "'Had he hated Draco, at the beginning of all of this? He didn't think so. But he was very far from hating Draco now, in any case. He liked him. He liked him a lot.' You don't hate me, said Draco, flatly. No, said Harry. I wouldn't keep talking with you if I did. Draco suddenly cringed. Oh God, no wonder, he said. The mark, fuck, no wonder. You don't have to hide it, said Harry. I don't understand how this is happening, said Draco. It was made very clear that I... that no one in the Wizarding... Is this a trick? No, said Harry. Draco looked completely bewildered. He was naked except for the tie on his left arm. He didn't seem to notice what he was doing as he grabbed a dressing gown from off-screen and wrapped it around himself. "'You don't know what this means to me,' he said, sounding as if Harry had just given him a million galleons or his first-born child or a whole new life. "'Are you okay?' asked Harry. Draco gave a small, disbelieving laugh. "'Okay,', okay he repeated. His gaze sharpened. "'Is my mother—' "'Do you know—' "'Has there been anything about her in the papers? "'Is she all right?' "'Ah,' said Harry. "'I assume so. "'I haven't seen anything about her.' Draco nodded, looking miserably at his keyboard. "'That's good,' he said. "'Fuck. "'Fuck. "'I can't believe you knew all this time. "'I'll refund you for this session, by the way. "'I'm a mess. "'Christ, you won't stop booking, will you?' "'Draco. "'No,' said Harry. "'Draco smiled. "'Refreshing,' he said. No one's called me that in years. You really go by Malcolm? Sounded like Malfoy. Figured it'd be easier. But why not pick something that sounded like your first name? I don't know, Drake or something? Oh, said Draco, looking rather blank. Because that's what people who liked me called me. He didn't feel appropriate. Something twisted in Harry's chest. I like you, Draco, he said. Draco rested his chin in his palm. It's not a trick, he asked again. No, said Harry, wondering how often people had tricked Draco lately. Draco closed his eyes. Fuck, I'm going to cry again, he said. And he did, a few fat tears rolling down his cheeks. He shook them away. You know, people usually pay extra for tears. Harry laughed. Happy to, if you like, he said. No, God, I'm so embarrassed. Can we... I I can touch myself or... Can we do South America? asked Harry, because Draco was still crying a little, and it filled Harry with more affection than sexual fervour. I've been practising. South America's easy, said Draco. But Harry somehow always forgot about Suriname. When the hour was up, Draco looked shiftily down at his hands. James, he said, and Harry felt a deep unease in his belly, along with a paralysing helplessness because how could he tell Draco who he really was, without Draco realising what that first session had meant? James, I really appreciate this. Appreciate what? asked Harry. Draco's eyes flicked up to meet his. You giving me a chance? Of course, said Harry, hoarsely. It's not exactly a hardship, you're pretty good at your job. I'll refund you for today, said Draco. Don't, said Harry. I can't let you pay me for having a mental breakdown on you. I should be paying you. Draco, seriously. I got off, remember? You still did your job. And... Harry tried to put some fragment of the horrible, uncomfortable swelling in his heart into words. And you don't have to be perfect all the time. I like you. I like seeing beneath that. Draco bit his lip and gave a weak laugh. Right, he said. Beneath? Okay. I'm not trying to, like be your real-life boyfriend, said Harry, hastily. I know that's creepy when people do that. I saw my Yahoo questions. A Yahoo question? Yeah, I didn't want to do any of the typical annoying shit that clients do, said Harry, so I did a bit of research. I'm not trying to pry into your personal life, I know people hate it when clients do that. Oh, said Draco, softly. That's... thoughtful. He frowned and shook his hair out of his eyes. I don't know that I'd mind that now, though. Oh, said Harry. Draco swallowed. Well, that's time. See you Wednesday. And tomorrow I'm going to be reading Marcus Aurelius' Meditations on my public show, if you fancy. You always tell me what book you're going to read, as if that will be the reason I tune in, said Harry. Forgive me for believing in your intellect, said Draco, and ended the call with a grin. That was part one of Exposure, written and read by Gala tune in next week for part two. If you enjoy this episode, leave a rating and review on the Apple podcast app. And why not share it with a friend who you think will like the show. For more stories by me, head to AO3. I also have an Instagram at let them eat books, with underscores instead of spaces where I post reviews of the books I read. So please say hello on there. Thank you for listening.